today I'm going to play up. Do you ever speak to the team like a locker room speech? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, uh, it's an amazing feeling, but like I said before, it's not everything on the world, you know. I think. I mean, probably that's that's a normal thing, you know. Nobody likes his uh, his job, or maybe they do. Uh, How have you grown, and what have you learned from being a dad? And have you noticed any of those skills translating to being a better basketball player? Nah, (laughs) (laughs) cannot help you. But the the thing that I mean, I knew that even before that basketball is not main thing in my life, and probably never gonna be. Uh, And to be honest, I like it because I have something more at home that is more important than uh, than basketball. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now, and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. Men's parade. Thursday. No. I need to go home. It's too much, but if you will, you're the fourth player in NBA Finals history to record the line that you had today, joining LeBron, uh, KD, and Tim Duncan. He looks Uh, at the line. What do you you think about when you hear that? He's like, it's not a big 23, 12, and 4. (laughs) (laughs) The 23, 10, and 4. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Uh, nice. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. Thank you. Pleasure to call this guys. <laughs> Last time. Do you have a game? Oh, man, that is great. That was classic. Oh, man. So. I, I wanted to say that he's turning into my favorite player just because he's so honest about what he does. You just feel like there's no show, like he's not putting on a show. He's he's just being himself. And he and how can you argue with it? He's saying family's more important than his job, yeah. which everybody can relate to. Everybody can relate to like not everybody, but like most people can relate to not liking their job. Or at least like being frustrated with their job at times, and he's just—he's—he's uh, he's turning into my favorite player. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe he's just so bored with being a NBA. He was MVP last year, I believe, right? And then he almost got it again this year. Became the NBA Finals MVP, and uh, I don't know—he looks extremely bored at his job. I think he's just—I think he's—I think he's just trying to tell everybody that like look this is a job mm-hmm. like i'm really good at this thing i'm 611 and i'm good at it but it's not everything in life it's not my everything like it's as opposed to michael jordan when michael jordan it was his everything like he was super competitive he was the best player in the league and his whole life and kobe bryant his whole life like revolved around this he like looked up to this Jokic is he it could arguably be the most talented player ever because on talent alone he has no drive at being the best just talent alone he's the best right now what do you what yeah, do you think yeah. Chris? I, I see you're like the wheels are spinning I I love the, the attitude that he has like he's out there to do his job and when his job's over he's like Okay, well, when do I get to go back home? He won the championship. They they did what they were supposed to do, and he's like a parade. 
I don't want to do a parade, but I, did you any of you watch the any of the highlights of the parade? I saw it a little oh, bit. It was hilarious. I, they were all hammered. Michael, Mike Malone, their coach, was the most hammered out of everybody. It was the great. Best, the best part of Mike Malone is he got trashed, the coach. He got trashed, Jake, and he um, he guaranteed a, a championship next year. <laughs> He's like, we're repeat. I'm guaranteeing that we're repeating. He shows up with a shirt that says, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> that is like I love it. my I love that because my dad used to say that to me when I was a kid like all the time whenever like <laughs> he was giving me like a life lesson and like it was a really like tense moment and he's like oh this is when I'm supposed to teach my son something and he would say like something on the lines of like you know the five closest people that you're around that makes up who you are so make sure like the five closest people really make sure that those people are important in your life. And there'd be like a pause and you look at me and you go, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> that was his phrase. As a, so when I saw that as his, uh, his shirt, I'm like, that's, that's one of the best shirts I've ever seen. Mike it. Malone's a cool guy. Yeah. He seems like a really, really cool coach to play for. <laughs> getting that hammered with your team after a championship. Uh, one of the guys took off a shirt. There was a couple guys walking down the street in the parade without their shirt. It looked like a fun parade. Everybody was just like, yeah. like you said, everybody got trashed. Um, <laughs> let me, let me ask you this. Do you guys think they're going to repeat? Jake, do you think that they could repeat? I think they have the potential to, they were, I think they're the best in the West during the season. Right. And they obviously were the best during the, finals and i i could see as long as they keep this team together i wouldn't see why not so what do you think chris yeah it it depends you know uh i forgot someone was talking about winning a championship and you know it's not easy to win one but you win one the hard part is winning two and then three because you know guys win one and they they get offers to make more money they get commercials they get you know more people want to talk to them and they kind of lose sight of the fact that it takes a lot of work to win a championship and they're, they, they come into the next season and they're just not ready for it. And everyone's got, you got a target on your back. Now, every team that plays you is like, even if you're a shitty team, it's like, well, we beat the defending champions this year. You know, we only won 20 games, but one of those was against Denver. So you're going to get everybody's best every single night. The one thing that they have going for them is they're very young. I mean, Jamal Murray is young. Jokic is only 28. He's at the prime. There's no key players that took part in the playoff run that were older. Like, I, I think of, like, the Milwaukee Bucks recently won, and they have, like, guys like Chris Middleton who are, like, in their 30s. And so coming back for, like, a repeat, it's tough for – I mean, he was injured all pretty much half the season this year. I think that they're young that that's that's the thing where mm -hmm. they could repeat and also their leader whether Jokic wants to be a leader or not he's the leader and the leader doesn't give a shit he doesn't care <laughs> if, they, if they win or lose he doesn't care <laughs> so it, all the pressure is off you know what I mean he's kind yeah. of like uh, Popovich in a way as he's a player Popovich because Popovich is like when he does an interview he's like I don't care about this interview. 
this is the stupidest <laughs> thing that you're interviewing me right now between the first quarter and the second quarter. And he kind of has the attitude where like, this is a joke and Jokic, he, he thinks the whole thing's a joke. And so yeah. all the pressure's off. So I think that th that is kind of maybe, I mean, he's Serbian, which is an old state of Russia and Eastern Europeans are really good at chess. Maybe this is like a big chess game to him. And that's like his move is like, I'm just going to play like none of this matters. And then I'm going to rattle off like six championships in a row because people yeah. are going to see it come. I don't know. I, I really respect the way that he like his mental attitude towards the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think dynasties are good for the NBA. So, you know, the Warriors being a dynasty was good for the NBA. If Denver becomes a dynasty, that's good for viewership and people being interested in the sport. You would think it would be the opposite, like, oh, if some team's dominant. But no, because then everybody's like, we want to watch them lose. And then they keep winning. So I think it's good. I, I hope they run it back and they're, they're, they bring back all their key guys and they make another run at it. And I'll, I mean, I obviously want the Lakers to win, but they're – but they're one of my favorite teams that I like watching play. So I'd like the, to see them keep it together. The Nuggets are the favorite right now. I yeah, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. Be, what is it at? It's Jake? a plus 460 for the Nuggets, plus 480 for the Bucks, plus 500 for the Celtics. So, so it seems about right. Those are the top three. I might when like I, that Celtics one, Celtics one because they're going to make a move in this offseason. Whenever I look at a champion i like to look at a very long shot though so i'd probably look a little yeah. bit down you got i'm not saying bet on it but i'm saying out of those three teams i i like the celtics to, uh, the best for those odds out of those three teams the okay Suns right. plus seven just the warriors the, plus the celtics players. yeah the celtics might go get chris paul i know chris paul that's like he's just gonna get hurt in the playoffs but they might go get him and that that'd be huge for them that would be huge. I didn't like it when Chris Paul. I think I might have said it on the podcast. I I don't. I didn't like it when Chris Paul came to the Suns for some reason. Probably because he was older. But everywhere he goes, he is good. Everywhere he goes, and he's only going to be like an addition to the Celtics, especially at this whoever point of his career. He's not going to like be the star. They have stars. He's just going to plug in at point guard. If he goes there, that's yeah. It might actually be a good value play to do the plus five hundred because if Paul goes there, that's Paul what I was thought. That's what I was saying. They they have the most chance of improving their team the most out of those three teams. Denver's not going to get any better. No. Milwaukee, I don't see how they get any better. But Celtics have a lot of a lot of draft capital and guys they can trade. So and well, they might even have enough money to sign Chris Paul straight up. Yeah, the Celtics are really good. The Celtics are really good at their general management and their financial management, where they have all these stars, but then they also have a financial cap to bring in a Chris Paul. It's it's pretty amazing. I wanted to go over one thing though. You mentioned the Phoenix Suns, or you didn't mention the Phoenix Suns. You mentioned the Lakers. I want the Phoenix Suns to win. You want the Lakers to win. The Denver Nuggets had to get past both teams in order to win the championship. But listen to this. Jokic had to 
in his uh in every stop in the playoffs, he had to get past Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Atten, and I always say that name wrong, Anthony David, <laughs> on purpose, and then Adebayo. Is that right? Yeah. Adebayo. Yeah. So all th- all four of those centers are in the top 15 centers in the league, and they are all defensive centers. Like, they all are pretty – you don't think so? I, all four of those centers would be backups in like Shaq's era. They mm. they're not they're not they're skinny, light, tall, skinny guys. Like and Jokic's a bruiser, and, and with like guard skills, like those guys aren't. They're just playing in an era where there's no center, so they're they're better. Their stats look better than they really are. I disagree with you. I don't think they're going to be backups. I think they would be at least stars. Okay. Maybe not their, like, star- top 15. They're, but they're not they would, all stars. They're not all stars like they are today, but they are defensive players. If if a center is going to guard Jokic, you need a defensive center. And these are the guys. Even though they might not be the best guys in history of the NBA, these are the guys. And And he went past all four of them. And these are the stats that he had. He had 30 points per game, 14 rebounds a game, seven assists. He had one and a half blocks per game, Jake. He had 58% field goal percentage, and he had 42% three-point percentage as a, as a center. And these are supposedly, Chris would tell you they're not. These are supposedly the best these are the defensive players, mm-hmm. defensive centers. Yeah. And they don't even have a chance. That would make you think that Denver, when the playoff run comes around next year, they're going to take it again. I mean, they're the favorite. So I, they just ran through everybody pretty easily. So I don't know. It's hard to count them out. And nobody, nobody gave him a chance. He got the MVP uh, trophy and he lost it. I don't know if you guys heard. Did you guys hear that? that he lost the MVP trophy. No. <laughs> no. So he lost. So this is like typical Jokic. Like he doesn't give a shit about any of the accolades. And so he got the MVP of the NBA finals. And he, the, the article that I read said he lost it. He lost the MVP trophy. But if you like read under, if you read the whole thing, what ended up happening is he took the NBA, NBA, uh, finals mvp trophy and then he went into the trainer's room and the trainer for the nuggets is a guy named sparky gonzalez he left <laughs> he left the trophy in sparky gonzalez's room in his trainer room and i don't know a guy named sparky gonzalez you don't leave a trophy there no, no, he's guy, sparky. He, so he leaves he comes back trophy's gone but what ended up happening is sparky just took the trophy because he probably knew, like, Jokic doesn't give a shit about this. I, I better take the trophy just to make sure, like, we know where the trophy is. And so he took it, and then later on he gave it back to him. He's like, hey, you left the trophy in my room. Here's the trophy. Wow. But uh, I, I just think it's funny that uh, – I think the funniest part about that is they're, the Denver Nuggets trainer is called – the <laughs> Nuggets? The Nugs. The Denver Nugs. The sparky. Their trainer <laughs> I mean, you couldn't write this. Uh, <laughs> this is like it's like a movie. 
There you go. Well, I want to get back to the one thing you're saying. So you said all those guys are like all defensive centers, and then you gave all the numbers. I think that kind of proves my point that those guys aren't great defensive players. They're just playing in an era where there's no other good defensive centers. You know, um, those are just insane stats. You would you could see like maybe one series or two series. It's just a bad matchup for the guy he's playing, but he did that against every single one of those supposed like great defensive centers. And he just ran over all of them. And I think you're right. That proves that either Jokic is like one of the best players of all time or Which he is. He is. And at the same time, maybe those defensive centers are not good. Maybe there isn't good defensive centers. Maybe you're right. And the crazy thing is, is also, I think what I'm trying to say is, you were saying the Celtics. I think that even though they won, even though nobody gave the Nuggets credit at the beginning of the playoffs, and they just drove through everybody, and then now they're plus 460, the same with the Celtics and the Bucks, but the Nuggets, like who can stop them? Because their best player is six eleven. He has a seven three wingspan. He is the guy, and you gotta have a center. You gotta have a really good defensive center to stop him, and there are none. So I think what I, what I'm saying is like, along with what you're saying, I think like they, I don't see them losing next year. The crazy thing about it is, like, as a contrarian, you think, like, oh, they won the championship. You don't want to bet on them next year. But I think people are still, even st- still, after they cruised through the playoffs, they still aren't counting them. And maybe it comes from Jokic's attitude. Maybe you yeah. watch him on TikTok and you're like, this guy doesn't care. They're not going to win mm-hmm. next year. I don't know. It's it's pretty. It's weird. It's a mental game as a better thinking about next year. It'd be it'd be fun to have uh, Michael Fiddle on the podcast at the beginning of the year because he does. He says on his podcast that he has fifty percent of his bets are season bets, long term bets. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to have him on to see what he thinks about season bets. Yeah, definitely. I like it. All right. If you're hearing that, I want to say I want to say one more thing. Um, I mean, put that in your pipe and smoke it. No, that's not <laughs> what I wanted to say. Um, okay. So this is the thing. I came up with a stat because I love statistics. We're in the game of sports betting. We love stats. I want to do a stats. I'm going to do a trivia to see if you guys can guess a team. You guys are trying to guess a team. Okay. So nowadays. In basketball, especially in the last like four or five years, if you think about the change that the NBA went from 10 years ago to now, Chris, what's the, what, what's the change in the NBA that you think of? This isn't part of the trivia. You can uh, say I, guess three, I guess three-pointers. The three-pointers, the three-pointers, yeah. and there's more scoring. Doesn't it seem yes. like there's way more scoring. There's three-pointers. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. So... I wanted to look up like hist- historically what is what have teams done in points per game? Like what has scoring done? And the thing that I think of that's pretty wild is so I was really into basketball when I was a kid. My dad used to take me to games and he used to always whenever 
the Denver Nuggets would come and play the Lakers, he would buy that ticket and take me to the game because back in the day, the Denver Nuggets were known as scoring a scoring team. So he thought like, oh, this is going to be like a fun, interesting game because there's going to be a lot of scoring. This is back in like the early 90s. And I wanted to look that up. I was like, were they a good scoring team? I mean, now teams are like really into scoring. So were they a really good scoring team? 90s, they were. You're right. They were a, a scoring team like today. But in the 90s, they weren't in the Denver Nuggets 90s team was not in like the top 30 of all time scoring teams. So just to give you an idea of of scoring of now. So the Sacramento Kings of this year were the highest scoring team. And they they averaged 120.7 points per game, which is insane. Yeah. That's that's a crazy compared to like other that's stupid, stupid. especially in the last like 20 years. Like that doesn't happen in the last 20 years. But all time teams, they're 20th. The Sacramento Kings came in at 20th. There's a team. They were the 1981-82 season, the 1982-83 season, and the 1983-84 season. So that team, you can kind of say that's a three back-to-back years. You can kind of say like they probably had the same players, the same coaching staff, the same strategy. And so that team, the 81-82, they averaged 126 a game. That's the most all-time. 126.5. Then the 82-83 averaged 123.2. They came in sixth all-time. Then the next year, 83 to 84, 123.7, that's fourth all-time. So this team were the top three all-time scoring teams out of the top six of all-time history. What team do you think that is? Early 80s. Who wants to go first? I'll let Chris go. All right, Chris, you get first. I'm going to give you guys like I, three picks can, just in case you don't get it. Can I get it? Can I, was it Eastern Conference or Western Conference? Oh, man. You're going to cut out half the teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll just well, think, I about, mean, think about, think about okay. Western Conference and Eastern Conference. Yeah, Eastern no. Conference so, is normally defensive. So, right? back then, I know the late, I know. I know the Lakers scored a lot back then. That they did that more towards the later '80s. I don't think they were scoring that much in the early '80s. <sighs> I would say that too. Maybe the, the but I would also say that the Lakers were a defensive team. They had Michael Cooper, who yeah. was like the, but one of the best defensive players of all time. And so, uh, I know you have Magic, and you got Byron Scott. He can kick it out, and you got James Worthy coming down the lane, and then you got Kareem. He's got that hook shot. So 80, 81, 82, and 84. God, I, I was thinking maybe the 76ers because they had Julius Irving. Hmm. I don't know what year he stopped. And then Barkley came in and they had uh, Moses Malone too. But I don't know what years those overlapped. I know the Supersonics were good at that time. I think they won the championship in 79 though or 78. I think it's I a 78, it 79 year. You got it hit right on the nose. Was it the? It wasn't the Supersonics though. No, it wasn't the Supersonics. All right, I'll make a guess. Uh, could, fuck. could be. You got to make your pick. God, you the Suns have like. Was it the Suns? The funny thing is, is like, I think I hope 
people listening are screaming <laughs> at the radio because they know the answer or they don't. I was it the Suns? Yeah, the Suns. I'll go with the Suns. I don't think it was them though. It's not the Suns. Jake, you have to pick a team. I'll go with the Supersonics. Cause... It's not the Supersonics. Okay. okay. We got those out of the way. Should we just do one more pick? Go give us Eastern or Western Conference. It's Western Conference. You got it. You got it right. It's definitely Western Conference. Well, it wasn't the Clippers. It wasn't so. It's not the Suns. It's not the Lakers. Here's an interesting thing too. Ooh, was it the Trailblazers? No. Damn. Not the Trailblazers. Right. I don't know. I'm lost. You got to pick a Western Conference team. Pick the Minnesota Timberwolves because they, they weren't around back then. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a tough question, man. Cleveland Browns? There you go. <laughs> um, Who was it? The Denver Nuggets. No. The, well, the answer like... was right there in front of you guys the whole time. Oh, the Denver Nuggets. Well, in 81, 82, 83, they're, they're the top three out of six scoring teams of all-time history. What the, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I ta- no, I talked about that on a previous podcast. They had Fat Lever. Yeah, and they, they were known <laughs> as, like, a scoring team. And I remember yeah. as a kid, my dad would be like, hey, you love basketball. Let's go to a basketball game. I'd be like, okay. And he'd be like, I know you want to go to a Suns game, but, like, let's go to a Denver Nuggets game because they score a lot. And it would be so you, th- you threw me you threw me off because you talked about the Denver Nuggets and then you made it sound like they weren't the team from the eighties that <laughs> did it. We, we rewind everybody listening. Rewind. <laughs> I did not throw you off. I gave you the answer. At the I know. I gave you that's, what, that's what. That's why and I didn't then, guess that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Uh, this is a fun game. We gotta do more trivia that, games. Yeah, I like that. Speaking of trivia, I have one. Okay. All right. So apparently, Nikola Jokic is into horses. Oh. Like maybe he's like the horse whisperer or something. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, at least a dozen horses or so. Uh, I have four different horse names, and the idea is to pick which one is the fake name. So, one name is Bubba. I, I I will say I might have to take myself out of this because I I've read a lot about so okay. one so at the top of the show sorry to cut you off Jake no but at the top of the show we yeah. we played that Jokic video where at the end he's like wait when is the championship parade yeah and he's like mm, I gotta go home so the reason why he had to go home mm-hmm. is because one of his horses is in a big horse race. He has racing horses. He doesn't just have horses. He has racing horses. And one of his horses was in a race in Serbia the next day after the parade. So what happened, he's like, "Ah, I got to go home. But he figured out, now that it's happened, he figured out that he could go to the parade. And then he hired a, a private jet to fly him from the parade to Serbia. It was like a eight hour flight or something like that. And he got down and he did make the race for his horse races nice. for, for the horse race and for his horses. So I may know the horse name, but let's okay. see. Maybe I don't. Okay. So four different horse races or four different horse names. I'm sorry. One is Bubba. One is Dreamcatcher. One is Harry Trotter. And one is not MVP. And, and, 
only one of them is his horse? One of them is a fake name. Oh, one of them is a fake name. Can okay. What would your guess be? Not MVP. Okay. Not MVP. I think that's a good guess. What about you? Me? Scott? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that's my pick. Can I? Can we both pick it? Not MVP. Okay. Hold on. What are the other ones? Harry Trotter, Dreamcatcher, and Bubba. No, I got to go not MVP. I mean. Oh, uh, man. It's actually Harry Trotter. I made that one up. <laughs> I found that one on Google. So the other ones are real. Not MVP apparently is one of his horses. Well, we know what the horse's name is going to be when we make enough money on this podcast and we buy a racehorse. It's going to be Harry Trotter. I like that one. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. You made that name up? That's No, I actually just Googled like funny horse names and that one. I saw that one. So Well, we're going to steal it. <laughs> <sighs> well, we've been duped. So he has a horse named Not MVP. Yeah. God, that guy's awesome. <laughs> I, lo I love him. I'm going to get a poster and put him up in my room. Like the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we've talked enough about the NBA. Yeah. Our, uh, our podcast feed says we've been on for an hour and three minutes, but I think that's false. <laughs> no. I want to move on to the other finals that has been going on uh, in the last month in June always does at this time of year um the nhl finals vegas beat florida four to one just like the nuggets beat miami four to one uh wasn't much of a fight it seemed like vegas was the better team uh you guys got anything on this what do you what do you guys think i, I watched the whole lot i i didn't watch one minute of the nhl stanley cup i would say I'm i watched so vegas one though yeah, I watched a lot of the uh, playoffs, not a lot, but I mean, more than I ever have before. But the finals, I was kind of just waiting to see if it was a close series and then watch like games six, five, six, seven, but it was just a route. So, and yeah, final that wasn't the, the final game was what, nine to three? Yeah. We had the, as a client of <laughs> yeah. Smart, we had the under six and they scored 12 yeah. goals on that one. It was nice. That pretty much uh, represents the month of June for us. But uh, for I got a couple of stats for you, which is pretty wild. So how many years do you guys think oh, we're doing trivia? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that's, I know the name of this. I know the name of this episode. <laughs> how many how many years do you think the I think of Vegas as like they just started. How many years do you think Vegas has been around? They almost won and the first year like, they came out. Half six years. Six years. Went, yeah, you guys probably read it up. Yeah, six years like, is what it is. I thought they were like three years. No, it's been six I, years. I didn't I didn't read that. I just go to Vegas a lot and I just remember that they were there before the pandemic. So that's at least four years right there. So I just and did a on the simple math. And on the first year, they played Washington and lost in the finals. So they went to the yeah. finals the first year. That was a big story because an expansion team has never gone to the finals. Yeah. Um, in any sport. And uh, but they've been to the semifinals of the Western Conference four out of their six years. Which is that seems insane to me. And they have a Stanley Cup, they lost a Stanley Cup, they've been in this. Western Conference semifinals four out of six years. They've only missed the playoffs one time. Wow. 
I, I feel like as a peripheral fan of hockey, that happens more than any other of the major four sports that an expansion team is good right away. Because weren't, weren't the Florida Panthers good right away? Were the Ducks were good right away? I actually uh, I just watched the 30 for 30 on the Mighty Ducks um, that just came out. It's really good. highly recommend that. But, yeah, they went to the Stanley because they might have won it in their second year. I feel like that happens in other sport uh, in hockey more than any other sport. I think that hockey opens itself up to happen like that because of coaching. Hockey is more of a team sport and it's more coaching and team oriented. So you don't have to have a superstar. You just got to have like three units. It's like 15 guys that have to like all buy into what you are selling as a coach or your coaching staff is selling. And I think if you hire the right guys, in an expansion year, then you can like get the guys that you want. And maybe it has to do with their rules of expansion too. Like the guy was wondering if you might've known like how many players are allowed to protect. Cause I, the last time they did in basketball, I think you, you could protect like seven players. So well, think of it this way. Like that. Think of it this way. If you protect six or seven players on a basketball team, that's your guys. That's your rotation. That's the whole rotation right there. Yeah. And think about how much drops off between like a Jokic and the eighth player on the Nuggets. There's a yeah. giant drop off. But in hockey, that's not the case. They make stars in the NHL, but the stars in the NHL are not that big of a difference. The, the, um, the difference between like the best guy on the team and the 10th best guy on the team is not as big as in an NBA team so like mm-hmm. if they let's say i don't know how much they protect but let's say they protect six guys the second team could be great like on any team like those guys can especially if they like play the game that you want to play yeah they uh like you told me or uh told me about uh, the minutes played for a hockey player because there's three lines like what would you say like the max is like 25 minutes in a game for a guy that's the max yeah, there's, so there's, there there is guys that play 25 26 minutes but actually if you look at a regular season game the most is usually 20. Like Yeah. So yeah, if you're let's say hockey you're allowed to protect 10 guys, that means a bunch of guys that are on third lines are getting available for drafting in the expansion those guys could be first line or second line players, maybe just don't have the opportunity at the team that they're on. So that team get it would, would I would I'd be curious to see what how many people they would they protect. It would be interesting to see that number. Also, I mean, I don't even think it it might not matter just because let's say they protect 10 guys and then you can go at people's third strings. Cause in hockey, you could get uh, you know who we need on this is AK from the Millie Goats because he really knows hockey. We can get maybe he could talk about this a little bit, but even in the third string, there's there's team there's guys that just revolve around a certain team chemistry and a certain strategy. And if you just get those guys, then you stick with those guys, and it really puts it in perspective. Here's okay. what, here's what goes in perspective. Hold on, before you say that number, let me just like prove. Let me just say this real quick. In the finals game of 
of the last game where they won nine to three. They had six guys out of all their guys. They had six guys from the original team that the coach drafted in the expansion draft. They had six guys still on the team. And on the very final game, when they won nine to three, as kind of like a fuck you or like a look, this has been working for six years. He started five out of six of those guys. And the first guy that he subbed in was the sixth guy. <laughs> Just to say, like, dude, we're up 3-1. These are the guys. I'm playing these guys. It kind of <laughs> says, like, I don't It even kind of says, like, it doesn't matter who we, who we drafted. Yeah. Like, we're drafting the right guys, you know? I don't know. So they're, they're your, uh, when Seattle came into the league, each team was allowed to protect eight skaters and one goalie. That's insane. Eight. So, eight. so, so they basically, yeah, so that at worst they're getting the, a second line player from every team, but some teams have a guy on the first line that for some reason, you know, they're paying too much money to or they're in a rebuild. So, like, put that guy in the draft. Or a goalie that, like, yeah, we've got this new young guy coming up. We'll put that guy in the draft. You can start off with, like, a very good team right away in the NHL. And you can't – well, the NBA hasn't done it for, like, 20 years. But I would imagine if the, when the NBA does it again, because they're going to do it with Seattle and Las Vegas. Those two teams are coming pretty quickly. You're only – you're going to be able to protect, like, six guys, I would think, in the NBA. And, and so your the- pick – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the difference is, too, um, with the NBA, like, we were talking about the drop-off of players, but then also, it's like the camaraderie of those players. Like, in the in the NBA, if a player isn't playing good on the first unit, but they're a star, they don't usually put them in the second unit. The, the no. only time that that's really happened is when Russell Westbrook was playing so bad for the Lakers that they're like, we got to put you with the second unit, but that never happens. That was like a, that was a, uh, a headline when that happened. But his, his, his minutes didn't really go down. It's didn't just go a down. different time. You're coming into the game. So. It was a hockey move. It was yeah. a hockey move. That's what they yeah. do in hockey. They don't give a shit. So uh, me and my dad went to a Kings game in the playoffs and going into it. I was like trying to tell my dad a bunch of, a bunch about the two teams and he was like so who are the stars of the king's team and i was like these are the stars is these guys right here and three out of five of those guys didn't start they're in the second unit and he was like those are the stars you told me they're coming in on the second unit i was like that's not how it is in, in hockey they play with the their units it doesn't matter if you start or not like you play with your unit. And I think that's what Vegas does. They have <laughs> I'm making a short out of that. Yeah. Ho- hockey is a lot like me in the bathroom at like 4 a.m. Before my family. Sorry, I'm so sorry. We, I'm so you play sorry. with your unit. That's what, that's what I that's the only time I'm getting laid is when you play with your unit. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Hockey players play with their units. There you go. That's I like what it. They do. It didn't even. That's what they do. It didn't even, I don't know. I didn't. It didn't register for me. That was a good one, Chris. Hey, I gotta go play with my unit. You guys cover the show for a second. I'll be right back. Yeah, we got it. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I don't, I didn't watch any of the hockey. You don't watch, you don't even watch sports. So I, I do <laughs> when I have a, some bets out, I'll, I'll watch them while they're yeah. on win or lose. I'll, I'll turn it off, but yeah, I got a other stuff I should be working on. Yeah. yeah I don't I'm, really watch. I don't really watch much besides the NFL now. Like I, it's only sport that I, I really am into right now. Um, I pay attention to all the sports. I just went to the Padres game last night, though. Oh, how was that? It was great. We got tickets from my wife's uh, owner of her company, has season tickets. So he gave us to them. We drove down there and took my parents. They had never been to that stadium before. And we watched them play the Guardians because, you know, that's my uh, yeah. my mom. My mom's family's from Cleveland. So it was, a, it was a good game, too. And with the new rules, it, it goes by really fast. It, it, it's so much better. I can't even put it into words. Our game? It's still like maybe like two and a half. I don't know. The game started at five forty, but we left at like the end of the seventh, and it was like okay. eight. So it was like two hours in at the end of the seventh. So yeah, it's probably yeah. a two and a half hour game. So I wonder how much time it actually cuts off. I haven't looked into that numbers. I think it was something like twenty minute, twenty to thirty minutes, which doesn't yeah. seem like that's that much. But if it, if you're going from three to three and a half hours to two and a half to three, it's a big difference. Yeah, that's true. And I really think that's what the advantage. What? Oh, their stadium is amazing. Yeah, I, I don't remember it being that cool when we used to go watch uh, Dale, our buddy that played for the Padres, down there. But and I looked up old pictures. It's because they didn't have all the big buildings in the background that they do now. They build all these like skyscrapers and hotels and stuff in the background, and yeah. uh, it just looks cool. I, I should. I'll put up the picture that I took of it right now. There's the picture. But yeah, the stadium is fucking awesome. I was yeah, telling right. Jake that we went to went to the Padres game yesterday. Oh, did you? How, how was that? It was awesome. That stadium is amazing. It's I so right, amazing. I, that stadium is really cool. The, one of the coolest things um, having kids there is uh, at the end of the game they have like this little uh, field on in the outfield. Yeah, it's like, like run around the bases. Well, no, they they play wiffle ball out there. Before, yeah. if you take them before the game, you can they can get them in. They can play wiffle ball. Yeah, I think they have a continuous game that go. Well, last time oh. I went, they had this continuous yeah. game that went, and you get you can hit it and then run run around. Yeah, like mini bases. If you yeah, sorry, it's hit. not it's not a game. It's like just hit it and run around the bases. It's just someone's pitching, and you you, yeah. you stand in line to hit it. There was this one guy that we were there with my daughter and my uh, – at the time, it was my girlfriend, now my wife, my second wife. And <laughs> there was this kid. He was like he was like eight years old, and he would stand in line, and he would come up, and he would start talking shit to the people, right? Just like <laughs> random people. He would like – you look at a parent and go, I'm going to fucking hit this one out. We're like, what are you do? – you, why are you talking shit to me? And he would knock it out. He would just – fucking knock it out of the park and then like trot around the bases nice. just looking at everybody and me and my my future wife got a kick out of that because he was such a shit talker there's something in shit talking in sports that is attractive that you're just like you can't not watch that that kind of reminds me of uh conor mcgregor when you talk about shit talking yeah i, I finally finished that series and he's one of the best shit talkers I've ever seen. Are you talking about the series on Netflix? Yeah. How was that? I haven't seen it. Uh, McGregor Forever, I think that's what it was. Okay. It, it's really good. Uh, 
you get the behind the scenes look at what kind of person he is and he's definitely extremely confident except when he's getting accused of rape so i was just gonna say i heard they're coming out with a bonus episode where he's got he gets arrested for rape oh shit well yeah. that's what i was gonna ask you guys is so we he has this netflix series out and then this happened it wait is it rape or did he did he beat up a girl in a bathroom no he's he beat up the mascot at like the halftime yeah. show at the nba finals and then after he beat up the mascot, what mascot? uh whatever mascot for the the nuggets the heat yeah well, the heat the heat's mascot he was, it was supposed to be like a fake thing and he throws a punch but he like supposedly connected on it and sent the guy to the hospital and then he did Is the rape right? i think after yeah. He raped a girl in the bathroom? Well, so there's so, a video of him pulling the girl into the bathroom, and it wasn't like she was fighting against it. The, the rumors is that she or he invited her to his hotel room, and then she thought she was going to the hotel room, and he brought her into the bathroom. And she's then, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really shitty hotel room. <laughs> she's got a <laughs> toilet in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't yeah, know. I don't. I think he's stupid for putting himself in that situation. I don't know what happened. It's mm -hmm. uh, he could have raped her, which is fucking terrible, and he should go to prison forever if that's what happened. Or it was consensual sex, and she regretted it afterwards. And he's just an idiot for putting himself in that situation. So yeah. I don't it's feel bad for him either one way or. I feel bad if he didn't rape her, and he's gonna get go to jail for it. But like, fuck, man, just don't put yourself in that situation. And he's married, and he, his kid wife's about to have or just pregnant with her fourth kid. It's like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, the married thing with the kid—that's crazy. You, mm. you shouldn't. I just yeah, don't he definitely it. put himself in a situation that was insane. And there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> Having said that, and and I, if it, it like you said, Chris, if it happened, that's fucking hundred percent wrong. It's just so tough in today's age. Like I, I feel so. I have a son who's only four, but me and my wife have actually talked about this. Like when he becomes a teenager, like in today's age, it's like you gotta like, what do you when you're sixteen and you're with like a girl like at a high school party at some person's parents house like do you got to get them to sign something before you like make out with them it's like crazy like i look at my yeah. oh, like when i was younger like that's the whole point of like um that's the fun part of 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 uh the hookup hooking up with a yeah. girl like is, flirting is like and... the game. there's a flirtation yeah. you're like oh i think she's doing this she's into me so like I'm gonna make a move there, and like all these little things and like you can't do that anymore. That would there, there, there's a great Bill Burr skit talking about no doesn't always mean no, and the girls like the, there's there's no like no means no, but no stop no. <laughs> what my friends say like <laughs> there's like a difference and uh, it, it, then he goes back and he reads through like a, a, the police transcript. She said no. <laughs> Like he's like, no, she didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it, it's a great skit. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, after my divorce and then debate, debate, uh, dating again was just like very cautious of all that. It was a very, very different scene than it was, you know. So I was in a relationship for like nine years, and then to get out of that in the late 2010s was just like it's a very different world. 
Just be very careful. Chris, I've been with those girls, and we can cut this out if I say <laughs> we can cut this out afterwards. But I, I've been in that situation before where, like, you're hooking up with a girl, and she's like, oh, no, don't do that. And you're like, oh, 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 sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no. But she, like, grabs your hand and puts it on her. No, don't do that. Yeah. You're like, wait, she's into this? This is, <laughs> yeah. the, oh, we're playing. We're, we're doing or, the role playing right now? Or it tells you to you stop know. being a pussy. That happened to me before, too. Yep. Yeah. Like, you said no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, back well, to sports. I think there's a lot of guys that have, no. Let's not get back to sports. This is an important topic. It is. I think there's a lot of guys that have gone through this. This is, and we're not though. talking about this. I, th I bet you like 80% of guys have gone through that. This is sports about. related. It's about Conor McGregor. Yeah. And I'm not. And, and the and the funny thing is, is we don't want to say it because we're like maybe he did, and if he did, that sucks. But we've all been in that situation where we're like, I'm a little suspicious because yeah, she was holding her hand and not like fighting or holding his hand and went right into the bathroom with him. Like no questions asked. And, and another thing that, yeah. that Chris said about the, the cameras, Conor McGregor is aware of cameras. Yeah. That's his yeah. whole thing. Yeah. His whole thing is like, I am a fighter, but I'm also going to put on a show. Yeah. And I know everybody's watching me and I'm going to put on this whole show. So he knows mm -hmm. what's going, he, he knows what's going on at all times. I can't imagine himself putting himself in that situation. I can't imagine. It's so, it's, it's so stupid. It's at like the heat arena too. It's not like it, it's just such a stupid situation to put yourself into. I don't, I just do not understand it at all. Maybe he just didn't expect that many people to be at the NBA finals. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He watched Jokic. He's like, this guy doesn't care about playing. <laughs> nobody cares. There's probably nobody here. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Maybe you're right, man. Well, another thing that a lot of people don't expect us to talk about is our $10,000 bankroll. Oh, shit. Because it's going down. But we're going to talk about it anyways because yeah. we keep it real on the podcast. Uh, Jake, give us the breakdown of our $10,000 bankroll. All right. It's been coming down. As our uh, our clients know, it's we've been on a pullback in June. Not not much, but a little bit of a pullback, and our account's down to seven thousand five hundred and eighty positive. So uh, yeah, we've taken a hit, but we're still up, and that that's up thirty seven point nine percent. So relatively speaking, that's still pretty good. Uh, the oil index is down three percent. The Dow Jones U.S. Real Estate Index is down four percent. Gold is up nine and a half percent. S and P five hundred index up fifteen percent. You bet smart thirty seven point nine percent, and Bitcoin is fifty six percent. So we're still behind Bitcoin. I gotta. I I wanna. This is our. I don't. Bankroll. Wanna, I don't want to correct you. I want to say a disclaimer. Yeah, I don't know what the right word is, but it's not you bet smart that is 37%. On this podcast, yeah. Yeah, our $10,000 right. bankroll that we've done is up 37%. Yeah. But yeah. if you signed up at you bet smart on dubclub.win in is Chris, oh, you know, Chris moved. 
I thought Chris was uh, frozen for a second. You're really good at like staying still. <laughs> I know because I I watched rewatched the episode I did with Jake, and this is what I was doing the whole episode. Oh, right there. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay still. This one. You should. Yeah, that was you had me. Sorry, you had me. Go ahead. Um, uh, if if a you bet smart customer signed up at dubclub.win mm-hmm. at the very beginning, they would be up 154 percent. Yeah, which is way better than 37 yeah. percent. And when I think of you bet smart, I think of the customer. Yeah, like what are they at? Yeah. Now, having said that, most customers signed up in the last like two months because this is a new thing that we've been doing, and that sucks because they don't see those returns they haven't seen those returns so we got to be honest about that yeah, exactly and uh but it's cool to see everybody signing up we have a lot of youtube shorts going out mm-hmm. uh thanks to chris he edits those and like those are doing really good we're getting like two thousand views let's see if we can get those at ten thousand views per short but whenever those shorts i was telling jake before the show chris whenever those shorts go out we gain a we gain a, uh, a dub clubber i'm gonna call okay. So, so those are those are really cool, and even even in this losing streak, and and so I think it, I think Jake, you wanted to mention that like we are in a losing streak in the last like a month or two, mm-hmm. uh, but it's gonna happen. Those those things happen. I know, and it's just long term too. I mean, historically we're up like thousands of percents, but we haven't been recording this. So, and yeah, the, and, and like yeah. the small sample size, we're not killing it by any means. But we're uh, it'll be yeah it'll be great when you guys do hit a good run too because then I can make shorts out of that where we talk about it on the show like the last month this is how much you guys are up you guys think you're on a bad bad run so uh, the free bets that I put out to start this month guys the free bets I put out were like we're went had one like seventy eight percent and we're up like twenty three units on the free bets right uh, and <laughs> I haven't counted today yet. But they lost eleven straight, <laughs> and they lost pretty much like seventeen units. Like it's all the it's all disappeared. So oh, yeah. so that's Just, what was up twenty three units in June is the free bets. The free bets were up 23 units. Okay, <laughs> I just okay, got okay. lucky on the ones I was putting out, and I was like, oh, I got the magic back. And then it was like <laughs> fucking zero and two, zero and two, zero and two, and then yesterday was zero and five yeah it was yesterday oh and five and then i haven't counted i don't know what happened today and the ones i put out but yeah it'll all come back five free bets out yesterday uh i it depends i kind of look at what like if we're on a hot streak i pull back how many free bets are coming out but on a cold streak i put out more just to kind of entice people to come in so during high hot streaks let less Less, I might only put out one a day during hot streaks and be like, then I can be like, well, you got the, these two or one or two free bets. If you would have bet all of them, you would have been up nine units for the day, but you only took this one and you're up, you know, 2.4 units or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, sign up. <laughs> <at> <laughs> Stop win. Uh, you bet smart. But, but we were talking about you, you were talking about like, we're kind of, we have been talking about what's been going on with the clients and the bets and everything. Mm -hmm. But Jake, you've been putting together something for the clients where they can track all this stuff. They don't have to just take our word for it on the podcast. They don't, 
hopefully they're tracking all this stuff on their own, but you've put together something where they can just take, I, I have a lot of questions for you actually, because I want to know how they can take this from you, Yeah. but you've put together a spreadsheet for the clients where they can track everything Yeah. and it does everything for you automatically. Yeah. That, so I might as well show you right now. Yeah. Let's, no, I want to, I'm intrigued. Nobody's seen this before, so it could, you might have to share your screen. Can I? You can. Right. Okay. You just click present on on this one. See down at the bottom present. Well, don't do that actually. Don't do that. Because it'll uh, we're trying to edit it afterwards will be very hard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Well, I, I might as well show you real quick. Just put a close up on my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Okay. Uh, this is just the the template of it. I haven't filled out everything, but you put in the date here, the sport, the team, the bet type, the line, like uh, basically if it's over under what the line is. When you put the odds in, it automatically does the break even for you. So they don't have to do the conversion themselves. So can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. So the, the premise of this spreadsheet yeah. is you've put all the formulas in. Yeah. And then it has titles at the top to where like you just put in the information of the bets that you bet. Yeah, exactly. And then it it calculates all the the outcomes for you. Exactly. And the statistics. Exactly. So it'll you put in all the data for each bet and you put in whether you won or lost and it'll record the results for you. And you have a starting bankroll. It, calculates your profit it calculates your end bankroll and then it also calculates what your final bankroll was yesterday and so each day when you're going to make a bet and let's say we do a three star you're you're uh, basically it'll calculate exactly what a three star is as as three percent of your bankroll yesterday so then every bet that you put in will be a percentage of yesterday's bet like uh, whatever you had the bankroll yesterday, it'll be a percentage of that. So when your bankroll grows, then the bet size grows. And when the bankroll goes down, the bet size shrinks. And so it, the idea is to reduce volatility and also automate the calculations for the customer. So they don't have to figure out exactly what 1% of their bankroll is every single day. And then they don't have to guess, like you're literally recording the odds it'll tell you the break-even percentage it, you put in the stars the website when you put in the uh the risk the actually the risk is automated the to win is the automated so i i did a conversion from risk to uh to to win or whatever as well so that's all automated you put in the outcome as a win or loss and I combined all the columns into one instead of having win and loss in separate ones. They're all in one, so it shrinks the format down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I have an idea. Yeah. Tell me if this is dumb. Okay. So how do we how do we I'll tell you the idea in a second. How do we let me ask you a question first? Mm -hmm. How do we um send this to the customers? So we have That's a good a question. Certain amount of dub club clients that could get all of our picks how do we give this to them that's a great question so my idea is that this was the alpha version where i would just give it to you and chris for maybe one week just to fuck around with and make sure that the outputs are working for you guys and you guys don't see any errors and just to get a little bit of feedback maybe there's a small improvements i could do 
this is a very simplified version of what I can make, but I just want to get this out to them as fast as possible. So once you guys approve, unless like maybe a week, then I would just roll the beta out to all our clients. And how do you do that? How do you roll the beta out? Okay. So that's a great question. So I was actually researching that today. I can just share the entire file and then everybody would have it and they can, they could do it on their own. And that's really easy. But the one thing is I kind of want to protect the formulas behind the sheet. So other competitors can't just take our stuff and use it as well. So I, I, there's a way I can hide the formulas and still share them. Yeah, you, you can like lock certain things on the spreadsheet. I don't know how to do it, but I know you can. Yeah, I, mean, I, I researched yeah. how to do it. It's definitely possible. So. And by share the formulas, you mean like send it to them via email? Yeah, well, I'll share the sheet. It'll be actually be a no. link to this sheet without the formulas, from my understanding. So basically like... Uh, Google Sheets, though, it's similar to Excel. Excel, if you click on a, a cell in there, you can see the formula that got you to get that output. Exactly. So basically, it it would, because I have to, we, through, with my work, get stuff from people all the time where, like, I can look at certain things, but I can't look at the formula, like how they got the pricing and stuff to get to that point. Exactly. So that's basically, there. there's a way to lock all that stuff. So yeah. no one can see it, but they can still use it. I, yeah, I figured out how to do it. I just haven't used that yeah. method yet. And um, that way we can have our own intellectual property behind these dashboards and we can give it to our customers and we won't have anybody, other uh, competitors taking any of this stuff. So here's my idea, because I have a feeling that with the various customers that we have, the client, all the clients that we have, they have their spreadsheets, they do their own things. They may take in our information, but they also do their own things. Yeah. So it would be fun every week if we highlighted somebody who's doing good with their spreadsheet. Like they, we, we like highlight a customer who's, who's doing good with their spreadsheet and see how they're doing and what they did. Yeah. It's like a, a spreadsheet of the week or whatever. And we highlight it on the podcast. Might not be a good idea. I'm just, I'm, uh, I obviously like threw that out there. We might as well try it. Um, I'm all open for trying these segments and seeing what the feedback is. It'd be fun to have someone like call in, yeah. you know? Yeah. We, we do this live. I love call-ins. Dr. Drew and <laughs> you, you want those kind of call-ins? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I got a, a, a weird rash on my penis. What do you think I should do about it, Dr. Scott? Well, yeah, they're like uh, they start talking about their spreadsheet and getting turned on. Yeah. No, it might be something there. Yeah. And I really like the spreadsheet that you can like give that out to customers. Um, I think it's a really good idea because it does everything for you. Yeah. We've talked about how you should do all of these things with your bankroll, but this kind of like uh, it manages the bankroll for you. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to, I wake up in the morning and I get a couple three star picks and I don't know how much 3% of my whatever bankroll is because it fluctuates every day this would do all that calculations for you. So you would know what 3% of your bankroll is. Let me ask you this. So this fluctuates the bankroll every day. Yeah. So it's not every bet. It's every day, every, every day it resets exactly to the next percentage. And it would be like 
every day one star is one percentage and two stars is two percentage exactly of the bankroll and it's like a rolling bankroll exactly should we do that with the ten thousand dollar bankroll because the ten thousand dollar bankroll we do it in segments yeah whenever we decide to go up and down i honestly think our results would be significantly better if we did it the way that we're recommending like so maybe we should just implement that i i have an idea of how to back test it and and literally implement this into our our strategy to see what the results would be and then if i can back test it then i can change the the value and and, and like substitute the kelly criteria in or something i would think that it would be better because oh here it is right here because what did you say so our ten thousand dollar bankroll is at 37 percent yeah roi yeah but the customer is at 154 percent i know it's way, way so we bad. must be doing that's something insane. wrong on that that's i mean that's insane. that's crazy the thing is it was that's like, insane it was like right, you guys when, jump. right when we doubled our i think we our, got crazy we got we got crazy at well i think I, we doubled our bet size right when we hit like a, a really terrible streak and it just i don't know that bankroll got crushed because of it in all honesty okay but if we were doing this this uh proportional where it's daily as a percentage just like we're recommending to everybody else i'm confident the results would be significantly better as like you're talking about and i'll be able to i'm confident that i'll be able to prove that very shortly is there any way that we can back test That's to what, see where we're at if I, we would have done I that i believe I believe with this, I can do that. Because we have all the data, so you can yeah. easily like back I, test it. Unfortunately, right now, I mean, I might have to do it manually for a little bit, but I know I can do it uh, with Python, and I'm confident we could do it. So uh, that just brings me up another, uh, brings up another point is that I feel like I've been getting a little bit better at coding, and there's a lot more potential with working with uh, Jason, uh, participating in the coding forums. Working with ChatGPT as like a sidekick, I can't explain how uh, beneficial that's been. Anytime I have a question, instead of going to a coding forum, I just ask ChatGPT and it codes it for me. If there's an error, I submit the error and then ChatGPT adjusts the code. So I've been making a lot of progress with that. And then also I've just decided to hire my own personal coding tutor. And I'm, I have a tutor appointment on Monday morning I should Monday afternoon. I'm sorry. And so if that goes well, I'm going to make it a weekly habit just to step my game up even more. Is his name Chad GTP? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nah>, so. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's a bad joke. Mine as well. <laughs> All right. So. That's, that's really, is there anything else that's with the client? When could we, when, when are you going to roll this okay. out? When can we like let's, make this? Let's like say one week of you guys testing it, giving feedback and then. Maybe within a week after that. So hopefully within two weeks. Okay. I want to give them one that doesn't have bugs and that I get good feedback from you guys too. So there's a, it's a fairly simple spreadsheet, but there's kind of a lot going on. And if this base works well, I can, you've seen how, how much better our dashboard is. I can add all of that to this eventually too. So yeah, like all the other like statistics and like graphing. graphs and yeah, yeah, for sure. That's probably like an easier thing to do. Yeah. I, I would imagine that the complicated formula was uh, that changing the percentage every day. Yeah. As a proportion of yesterday's bankroll, it was, yeah. it was more difficult than I thought. I actually had the formula pretty fast, but there's a, 
a weird setting on Google Sheets that you just have to push a button to turn the calculation on. Huh. And then I, I wouldn't be getting the air anymore. So I don't know. Anyways, we'll have it, we'll have it out to them soon. All right. Well, you can look forward to that soon. What I'm looking forward to is the only part of my podcast outline that I don't know what is happening. And that's the surprise. That's Chris's corner. What is going to happen right now? Um, so basically, I just wanted to talk about what's going on on YouTube since we started putting out the videos on uh, YouTube. Um, and I've been editing them and it's going going really well, actually. We're up to 118 subscribers on there. And that's pretty much all just natural. I mean, we've got, we push it to our friends and stuff, but um, it's just, we keep gaining a couple subscribers a day on average by just putting out YouTube shorts and YouTube videos. And then uh, YouTube sent me an email about uh, making a playlist or a podcast playlist. So I did that today and we didn't really gain any subscribers from it, but we gained views on our videos. Um, and I think it's because I think pot, the subscribers lag behind when they actually give them to you. Cause I noticed that on, um, our shorts that we do that it will say we gain subscribers, but a day or two later is when we actually get them or reverse. It'll say we get none and then we'll get more and then I'll go, we'll get a couple and I'll go back, check the video and we have more subscribers. So there's a lag on there somewhere. But yeah, just keeping up the YouTube shorts as many as I can. I try to put out one a day during the week. Um, around noon seems to be like a good time to do it. We get like 1,500, 2,000 views on it and a shit ton of likes on it and a couple subscribers from each one. So we just got to figure out a way to make more content when we're shooting, shooting the podcast that is uh, short worthy, like 20 second clips and stuff, which... Jake and Scott, after this episode are, are, is over, they're going to record uh, their betting tips. But I, how many betting tips are you guys going to do? Did you guys have that number narrowed down? Yeah, it's going to be somewhere around like, yeah, like 30 or something. But we'll make shorts out of all those. That's going to be a whole episode. And actually, the episodes that are doing the best on YouTube right now are the informative ones. So the one we have with Sean Lampell, the lawyer, has our most views. And for the, the second most for the like the no for the time. actual full length podcast. Okay. okay. So the most is Sean's, uh, and then right behind it is uh, Jake's uh, friend who came on the, with the machine. Jake, yeah, Jason who came on with the machine learning. That's a close second. Those and those keep getting uh, views every day. The rest of our episodes, it's like the after a couple of days, no one really watches many more. But the machine learning and the law are just they, every day we get more views on them. So um, the I think it's good. I was I just thinking yes, exactly. I think, I think it's good to put out those. If we can put out like one of those a month, something informative, we can't put them out all the time because obviously we can't have like experts in a field on all the time. And I, for me, that's and you guys. I think it's, it'd get boring just to do that over and over, like just do boring stuff. But it's not boring. I shouldn't say boring, but uh, stuff that you really got to listen to and think about um, as opposed to like a episode like this where we're just bullshitting because these are the ones that we have the most fun on. 
I had fun with Sean and I had fun with Jason too, but um, those are the ones I think we should try to do one a month that we can get someone on that is an expert in their field. And it just seems like you're saying they're evergreen. Doesn't matter when we, when we play those because, and that's why I think they're getting more views because it's not like, you know, an episode titled like Jordan versus LeBron or uh, the Tiger Woods thing. It's like, that's only good for that week or someone's specifically looking for tiger or, but if people are looking for machine learning, that can be at any time during the year or sports betting law anytime during the year. So yeah, we're doing, we're, we're growing. So yeah, it's going to keep that up. I like it. I like hearing that stuff, Chris. I agree. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that our shorts are growing. <laughs> our shorts are going to be our shorts are going to be pants pretty soon if they keep growing at this rate. Yeah. Um, I do have something to talk about though. Um, so every year I go back and visit my family in Ohio. My mom's side of the family's from Northeast Ohio. We go visit them. We always do it around uh, opening day for the Browns. Not just because then, because the Browns are playing, but just that we used to play in a golf tournament, and it was that was just the weekend it was. But we still go out there now with the golf tournament's not going on. And I've been to like 10 opening days for the Browns over the last 20 years. And so we're going again this year. And my cousins and I were like, let's go to the Browns game. We haven't been in like since like 2017. So we bought tickets. And then my cousin texted me and he's like, download the Browns app. You can get in um, through Express, Express Access. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And I got on there and did it. And basically it's a facial recognition. So you download the app, you put in your ID, you take a picture of yourself. And then when you get to the game, you just walk by a uh, uh, iPad kind of thing and it sees your face and you don't need your ticket or anything. You just walk right in. So it's like, and there's oh, no that's person really cool. there. It's just an iPad. I, I think there's a person there just it's like, like it clicks green and you're allowed to go in. So why do you think that they're doing that? Okay. That's what I'm going to get to. So my, uh, I talked to the owner of my company about that. Uh, he's a younger guy. And, uh, I was like, uh, and we talk about this shit all the time and, uh, like random shit like this. And I was like, I wonder how much the Browns paid for that technology. And he's like, I don't think they paid for it. I think someone's paying them to use that technology that someone's paying them either the government or a company to use your like bio data, your face to, uh, get data. to get into something like that, to get data off it. Someone's paying the Browns to do that. So I was like, Oh fuck, I don't know if I even want to like do that. But then I was like, it's super convenient. <laughs> I'll give up my face. I don't care. So yeah, you basically, I- I'm curious what you, you do you guys think that it's the Browns paying for that? Or do you think a company is paying them to let them use or make them use that data, not make them, but have them use that data? Well, now that you said it, I think it's the latter. I think, I think that they're paying the Browns for it, for data, because obviously like companies want data. I mean, that's what Facebook and like Instagram and TikTok are doing. TikTok, uh, if you listen to Rogan, Rogan's like TikTok is Chinese spyware where they're like getting data from us. The thing about data, and I'm only coming from a consumer and maybe it's the best crime. Maybe it's uh, the perfect crime. 
they're getting data from me, right? So let's say my Alexa is listening to me, or I'm saying, Alexa, play this, or Alexa, tell me this. But even if I'm not asking Alexa, Alexa is listening to me. And the next time I look at my phone, I'm like, uh, babe, uh, our mattress sucks. We need a better mattress. I want a, I want another mattress. Then the next time I look at my phone, there's ads on mattresses. The thing, the thing that is the trouble, this is the, the problem with it as far as like uh, if, it's, if it's bad. Let's say it's bad. It's bad for humanity. This is the problem is I love it. I can't get enough of it. I don't understand why people hate it. I love it. I love to talk to Jake and say, hey, blockchains matter. That's a great shirt, Jake. <laughs> I love your fucking shirt. And then all of a sudden I have a bunch of uh, ads on my phone about blockchains. So like, this is a really good crypto that you might want to buy because you were talking about blockchains earlier. I love that. I want to hear about the mattresses that I want. I want to hear about the hats that I want, or the shirts that I like. I want, I want to look at my phone and it tells me, you want this? Here it is. I like that. <laughs> I, I know you don't. I know. And that's what people, people are no. like, that's dangerous. But I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. So it's, um, I like it too, because it makes things easier for you. But you're not looking at why they're collecting all that data. They're not, they're collecting for advertisements. They're also collecting it for um, like, I don't want to get into like a crazy get conspiracy, into but like population, like population control, like where you can live, what you can do. Like we have experienced during the pandemic, like, uh, you know, you, you can't go out and do certain things. Now imagine if they had all your bio data, what your face looked like. And that's what they dealt with in China is like, they would have drones flying around and see your face and then be able to be like, well, this person Scott was out past 6 PM and he didn't have a work permit permit to be out that late. Like we've got to confine him to his uh, room for, or to his house for three days now. And probably and lower they, social credit score too. Yeah. Lower the, the social credit card. Yeah. That's that it's not, it's what it's doing right now is great for like what it's doing right now, but that's not the ultimate goal of like people. Maybe. So it, it's, if it's, like, if it's nefarious. If, then it is but what you're it, talking you know, about. This, might that's how technology technology like that always starts out like with it not be like a not being a nefarious well, I mean advertising shit is kind of nefarious, but like yeah, that's not the way it starts out. It starts out as like a good thing. Like all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, all of them started out as like a good thing, people waited for people to connect. And then look what happened when like you needed to use Facebook or Twitter. If you said the wrong thing, they kicked you off. So like that, it, it, it'll never be in the right hands of the right people because people, you know, you, what's that uh, phrase, uh, power corrupts and absolute, absolute power absolutely corrupts. Like you can't trust that shit. And I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think it's really cool that I can go in the game and just show my fucking ugly face and get into the game. But so I don't know what they're going to end up doing with that technology. Like 10 years down the road, they could be using that against, against me. Well, that's why I'm leaving California. 
I'm you should leave. Yeah. You should leave California. Go to Nevada. I don't. I don't know. That's a really cool phrase that you said. Absolute power and all that. I don't watch billions, so I don't know. No, that's not phrases. <laughs> no, I don't know who said that, but it's it's a great quote about like the best person. If you give them unlimited power, will most likely like be corrupted by it because we're all fucking monkeys floating around on a fucking giant rock. Nikolai like, Jokic probably said what? it or something. You know what? He <laughs> did. He's like, you guys don't even know what's going to happen right now. So, <laughs> like, yeah. I, absolute I just, power? I don't... I, it's my job to have absolute I thought power. it was super interesting, though, that, like, that... Apparently, they, they beta tested it, like, uh, in 2021 at the Browns Stadium. But now the they're best. rolling it out. Rolling it out to, like, uh, just anyone can use it, so... That's the best part of this story is there. So in this conspiracy, if there's like a bunch of dudes that like get together and they like, like, hey, how are we going to put the next technology thing to control the population? No, that's. And, well, hold on. Hold on. Let me just. Okay, go on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's just, sorry, sorry, let's sorry, just sorry, say sorry. they're doing this and they, they have a meeting where they're like, we need to test this. And they're like. Jake, where do you think we should test test this new technology out? And they're like, Cleveland. <laughs> it should definitely be Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> so like, don't let us do anything in Cleveland. You, yeah. Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. They're, yeah. You know, they, fucker, yeah. You know those fuckers in Ohio. They'll do anything. But they have to shovel they have to shovel their driveways half the year. Like if you give any sort of convenience, they're just like, fuck it, just take my fucking liberties. <laughs> No, the um, best part is they chose Cleveland. That's, uh, the, I that's step, the city they chose. Sorry, sorry for stepping. Sorry for stepping all over your joke. No, it's all. <laughs> um, um, no, it, that's the thing. It's not what like it goes in steps. Like, I guarantee, probably the company that's paying for that is like an advertising company. They, they want to figure there's yeah. some they're going to use that like your facial recognition like oh this white this white guy i've got like he's going to be into fucking like well not bud light anymore but he, he's going to be into like he looks like a straight white male he walked in with a woman he's going to be into like blah 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 but then they're going to sell that data to someone else and then that other person's going to use that data for something that it shouldn't be used for and that's the issue that is going to end up happening but yeah, that's a, hard, that's a hard thing to wrap your mind around because it's so many steps. I think yeah. you need like a Nikola Jokic or like a Serbian or Russian like chess player to know like all these <laughs> steps that are coming out because I can't I can't look that far ahead. Yeah, it's but I, lo I love it. I love the technology. <laughs> I'm I'm addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted too. to well, the technology. Do you, do you guys want to do one more like a uh, news story or do you want to close it out? I want to, yeah, I got a lot more. Or do you guys, um, do you guys have something else? Uh, I, well, I, we wanted to talk about Messi going to America. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll save this but one for another day then. We can say, we'll, we'll save which one? What, you, what are you going to do? I'm Just talk about that. The Oakland A's uh, reverse boycott. What happened with that? I don't even know what happened with that. Let's talk, let's so, talk about that. Okay, so the fans in Oakland, you know, they're pretty much moving the team, right, to Las Vegas? Because they're only so getting like the, 5,000 fans a game. 
Yeah, and the reason – so that stadium is terrible. I've never been there before, which, side note, I, I think this would be a cool idea. We could fly up to Oakland, take the earliest flight we could, go watch a day game, and then fly back. I, I, let's book the flight right now. Dude, how awesome does that, that sound? Right now. Okay. I think it's well, great we'll, because there's nobody well, there. Yeah. And we can experience exactly. – Maybe we can there's even, like, like, interview some people. Yeah, there'd be like there 400 people at the game. Yeah, video, we okay. Video. So we gotta so do put that. that in, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they the fans that might be, uh be the title, sir. Put your yeah. We'll, we'll have to figure out what the title is, but um, so a bunch like a group put together and like basically the they want the owner to sell the team instead of moving them, so they made all these t-shirts they draw like seven thousand fans per game and they got uh twenty seven thousand people to show up for this and like a bunch of them bought the t-shirts and uh did like wore them that same day the nevada senate approved 380 in public funding to for the new stadium which oakland wouldn't approve any of the funding for the state it's not just the team's fault it's also the oakland city council would not approve funding for the stadium. So that's part of the reason the A's are moving. There's a lot of like moving part. Go ahead. And they want to go to Vegas. Is that where yeah. they want to go? Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, why would you not want to go there? Perfect. And the fans don't show up because the stadium is a fucking dog shit stadium. Like it's imagine, terrible. Imagine two teams, two Oakland teams losing themselves to Vegas. Yeah, and both you, like both, both both of them are going to lose their team because the city refused to give any public funding to the team. Which I I the, like the people on the side are like, well, why did they're billionaires? Why why should we pay for it? It's because you know how many jobs like a stadium provides. It's year round employment. There's concerts that you can do there. There's games. There's conferences. Everything. Nearby. Yeah, restaurants. It's it's just a retarded move to be like, well, these billionaires, like they can avoid afford to build their own stadium. Yeah. Some of them can, but not Oakland. Like that guy's not that owns the team can't afford to build a fucking $2 billion stadium. So um, yeah, that they drew 27,000 people to that game and uh, they sell the team. Wow. Yeah. Sell the team went on the whole time. And uh, the A's actually won two to one, and they've and uh, that's they probably like the twelfth like, game they won all year. I think it was the thirteenth win. Is that right? Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, we gotta so so after this podcast, we gotta book that flight to Oakland. We are going. We gotta pick a weekend where we can go. Where it's a good one for no. Oakland. It's gonna be a week. It's gonna be a weekday. It's gotta be a weekday. Okay, why? Well, because the flights are going to be uh, on a weekend flight to yeah. Oakland is going to be more expensive. Like we got to do it cheaper, a, for sure. A weekday flight, like a um, Tuesday, Tuesday, like a Tuesday fly in, day, fly out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's yeah. do it, and then we'll like put we'll interview players. We'll like do a whole thing, <laughs> and we'll put players. it up on. on yeah, we'll <laughs> interview fans and be like, yeah. I meant fans, yeah. but I like yeah. <laughs> Players, I mean, there might be players walking around too. <laughs> like we have access to players. <laughs> you, we might out there. Go, 
I have delusions of grandeur in my mind. <laughs> we'll interview the coaches and the players and you know, put a whole 60 minutes interview. All right. That's great. We should do that. I think we got to close on that. Okay. Let's let's yeah. save all the rest of the stuff for later. I love it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh look for us in the future the Oakland A's reporting. <laughs> We're going to give you all of the Sabre metrics, all of the plus EV on the Oakland A's. And we might even be interviewing some A's. Yeah. We're going to interview <laughs> players. Peace. Later, guys. Later. <laughs>